What's up, good people? It's your boy DJ the Park Boy. We in the building. Welcome to a new episode of The Lime Show, The Life in My Eyes Show, where I give you my perspectives on life and things I think that's going on and how I view and take things, my opinions on shit, you know. Uh, we back, baby. We is back. Thank you to everybody who uh, subscribe, comment, like, follow, all of that. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a good weekend. Today's Monday, uh, Monday morning, bright early Monday morning. Like, who, who likes Mondays? That's a real question. Who enjoys Mondays? For my nine to fivers, uh, that's a boat I used to be in. Uh, if you've been following me, you know, I, I left my job. I quit. I said bye-bye. I couldn't do it no more. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, corporations, I felt like they showed me their hand. They showed me they don't care what the hell we do as long as the work gets done. They don't really care the mental state we're in. The physical state we're in. Uh, we basically had like a two-tier system at my workplace. We had people working from home. And I wasn't one of those lucky people. Now, should I complain since I wasn't one of those lucky people? No, nah, I'm not going to sit right here and say it was all complaints. But I am going to say it was a little bit of bullshit. I saw some people getting, uh, you know, uh, hazard pay or emergency pay. We weren't getting none of that. None of it, and I felt like my job had actual value. I brought a lot of value to the place I work. Uh, could I just be a complainer, or could I do something? Yeah, I did something. I saved, I saved, I saved, and then I went on my own, and then I'm here. You know, next up network, next up media, uh. And all my other ventures. I'm not even going to get into all those right now. But you guys know I, I didn't talk about it. I don't want to stay on that subject for too long. But it is Monday. It is Monday. And we're getting close to football. Thank God we are getting close to football Sundays. College football came back. Uh, I believe like next week's the first real week of college football. I'm a sports fan as you know so that is of great importance to me football i love it i love it i love it uh can't get enough of it i know some other people out there like that who's similar to me you know uh, but monday is just saying monday just felt like a drag maybe it's just me maybe it is just me but, uh, as I like to say, it's time to get into some of the bullshit. Yes, 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 yesterday, you can't believe it. I mean, the world seemed like they've been waiting for this, and it finally happened. It finally occurred. Donda was dropped on a Sunday. And it shut down the internet. At least in my opinion, everybody was talking about Donya. I mean, Donda. I said Donya. I know somebody named Donya. Shout out to Donya. <laughs> but Donda. Everybody was talking about Donda. Donda, Donda, Donda. Shout out to Kanye's mother, R.I.P. Uh, 
yeah, it got dropped and uh it seemed like so much stuff moved around because of this drop. And uh so we were here on uh what's this? E online uh entertainment online uh Kanye's Donda's drop and it says all the lyrics that are seemingly about Kim K. I, I feel like Maybe I clicked on the wrong tab to start on because we weren't supposed to get into the, to the Kim K stuff yet. But let me give you the backdrop. So everybody been waiting on Donda. Everybody knows Kanye is one of those people who wants to tinker with the album till he feel he hits uh, every single thing he needs to hit on that album. Uh, he had three different listening parties. I was able to finally catch a listening party because I mean they started pretty late. But uh, yeah, and I. Sometimes, you know, I like to feel a little old, go to bed early, wake up before the sunrise and stuff. But the listening party was good. It was, I mean, it was really good. I, as you know, I'm a Kanye fan. Kanye Stan. Stan. S-T-A-N. When all them other people was ready to throw him to the wayside, I said, hey, look, Kanye's talking about being a free thinker. We need free thinkers in the black community. Whether he was saying something right, whether he was saying something wrong, conversations need to be had amongst people. And people just seem to be trying to distance themselves away from having uh, any type of conversations that will make people uncomfortable or make people think to uh, different types of logic, different types of understanding to what's coming on. And I feel Kanye kind of did that. You know, they... they uh, to just naturally assume that we have to, you know, vote Democrat because we're black. Uh, uh, that That's a falsehood. That is definitely a falsehood. And people attack Kanye for that because he kind of stood beside Trump. But guess what? He has all right to stand beside any politician he feels he could stand beside. Because y'all do it all the time. I mean, I saw people out there campaigning for Hillary. What the fuck was Hillary going to do? That's the question. What was Hillary really going to do to help advance black people i wait can't wait too long because we're gonna be right here waiting forever trying to get that answer uh so i guess since we're here on the kim thing i'm gonna go ahead and ride out with that we're gonna get into the, the more of the controversial things around the album after this but it says here in the song hurricane he said heated by rumors Reading to it too much. Feeding for some true love. Ask Kim, what do you love? Hard to find out what truth is. But the truth was that the truth sucked. Always seemed to do stuff. But this time it was too much. Kanye getting into his poetry bag. That's how you kind of, when you when you read lyrics sometimes, and you're like, wow, man, that was poetry. And they just said it on the song. right? That definitely comes off as almost like poem. To me in a way You know what I'm saying Uh, I guess he, he spoke a lot about You know Kim on this hurricane song I, I'm i not gonna read all the lyrics Go listen to Donda It's Kanye You give it one listen at least And if you don't like it It's Kanye You know he's gonna give you something creative It's gonna be different Every time it's something different And that's what he does But Let's get into the bullshit behind the stuff So Donda drops and then we start seeing a wave of artists come out to complain about what Kanye has done. And it started with the one, the only, Bit Draco himself, 
Soldier Boy. He came out to say, hey, Kanye on some other shit. So he tweeted out this nigga Kanye shaking my head. Tell homie don't hit my phone no more. So apparently Kanye sent Soldier Boy. He hit him up. He told him he 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 wants to work with him and all of that. He sends him songs. I right, here's the first message and say, "Yo, it's Ye. I love you, bro. You're a genius. Want to work with you on the new Gap campaign and my new album." If I'm Soldier Boy, I hear Kanye reaching out to me, talking about ASJ. He calls me a genius and tell me he want me on the next album. Is yay. Of course I'm down. So Soldier Boy responded, Yay, how are you, fam? Love you too, bro. That means a lot coming from you. I'm down. Let's work on fashion and music. Seems easy enough. Seems easy enough. You extended the offer. You let me know I'm going to be on the album. Not only that, you tell me you have a gap campaign that you want me to specifically work on. And then Ye responds, let's get it. Can you come to L.A. or can I pull up where you at? I don't think he put these messages up in order. Uh, Let me see which one this is. So, I mean, this this convo doesn't have all the messages. Uh, he released, I guess, all the screenshots from the messages. Long story short, Kanye sends him the record. Soldier Boy sends the record back. Kanye comes up here when he says, shit's crazy. You in Atlanta? Soldier Boy tells him, nah. He's basically out in L.A. about to celebrate his B-Day. But as soon as he's done celebrating his B-Day, he'll be there in Atlanta. As soon as he needs him, he's there. And then, I guess, from there, Kanye... Went ghost on him. And Soldier Boy was left off the album. And apparently he's not the only one who was left off the album. Because we have Sir Chris Brown right here. Yes, that Chris Brown. The R&B GOAT of our generation. Well, I mean, probably I would say the newer generation. Because Chris Brown, I, I was already in like middle school when Chris Brown came out. So... Not my generation per se. I'll probably say the next kid's generation. Because, I mean, I had Usher. And Usher is one of those people. Definitely one of those people. Uh, So, Chris Brown comes out. He blasts Kanye West after his verse from the track. New again. Didn't make the final cut of long-awaited album. Donda. So, uh... Chris Brown was supposed to be on the album, and I believe they said in one of the listening parties, his version of the song was played. So the song was done. It was there, and it looked like it was ready to go until Kanye decided, ah, 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 uh uh-uh. So, I mean, he came out and he said uh, Kanye West left him hanging. He complained about that. He said Kanye left him off the album. And it was, uh, I guess, a rash of other uh, artists who came out at the same time complaining about that. Let me bring that up. If I can. Would be yet, would it? So everything, the I guess all the controversy originally started from this one thing. Let's go 
go to academics. Of course, academics has the timeline full. Shout out to DJ Academics. Uh, so the morning started off with this message posted by Kanye. Uh, he was communicating with Boo. Uh, I don't know if that's uh the same Boo that's uh Akon's brother could be because Boo is a very important person in music. If you don't know him, uh, he's one of those people again. There's some people who just have a that aura around them that we can't deny. So it looks like uh the message starts off from uh from Kanye. On another note, the baby manager isn't clean jail. So he won't be able to upload unless we take him off. So we won't be able to upload unless you take him off. Unless we take him off. And then it goes, what's your thoughts? The me- uh, the next message is, why he won't clear jail? Then it became, I don't know. And neither is uh, answering their phone. Uh, the next message is, I'm not taking my brother off. He was the only person who said he would vote for me in public. I mean, it's not the only person who said they'd vote for Kanye in public. I would have voted for Kanye over the options that I was presented at the time. But, I mean, Kanye is not my first choice. I usually vote third party. So, I'm not uh, naturally going to go, uh, you know, that's the end all be all for that situation but let's get to the next message up uh, oh, that went to the uh next video so this is it so the album not coming out did you know about this uh this is another message to uh somebody else oh i guess this is a message from kanye to uh the baby I said, so the album not coming out. Did you know about this? Hell no, I ain't know about this. I'ma hit him now. Kanye responds, your manager cap. They tried to stop you from coming in. The people next to you trying to destroy you, but God got a bigger plan. The baby responds, a plan that can't be stopped. I feel him. Uh, when you put so much work and effort into your craft, so much work and effort into your craft. Sometimes the only thing that can stop you is you. When you have that ball rolling, the only thing that can get in the way of what you want to accomplish is you. Uh, so let's go ahead and continue up. So from that post, we found out Donda was out after that. Boom, boom, boom. Internet set ablaze. Everybody's ready to come out. And then the baby's management responds. He says, this is Cap. I woke up this morning to so uh to this social media bullshit. The bullshit is always there. It's prevalent. Uh, I never got a call or email from Kanye West Bull or uh John Monopoly. I just received it today and cleared it in two seconds. Why wouldn't I want a hit song out when hashtag SCMG is all about growth and culture of hip-hop and my artists so all the media blogs and outlets don't believe everything you see in the post thank you so his manager came out and said why would i hold the baby back which would make sense why would you hold one of your artists back from one of the biggest projects that's going to come out this year so a hell of a look it's a great look 
for the people who don't know the baby, who are Kanye West fans, they would know the baby from Kanye West now. That's how features work. You introduce your fan base to new people when you do features. That's how it works. That's why people do so many collabs and things. It's to merge fan bases in a way. It's how you get a lot of new fans. Uh, so immediately, I, I don't think it was even like two, three hours out. They already announced that Donda is expected to be the number one selling album. That's to be expected. Come on, it's Kanye freaking West. What did you expect? So let's keep going. We didn't hit the Soldier Boy. Thing. I think Academics has some more messages from Soldier Boy. But again, Soulja Boy came out to respond to give out Kanye West, left him off the album. And then Kanye comes out and says this. Let's add to the controversy. Universal put my album out without my approval. And they blocked Jail 2 from being on the album. Kanye West is telling us that Universal Records, who also is the label for Drake, put out his album early without his permission. I don't know if this is his response to, you know, trying to reel back all the artists and all the other comments that people were making and saying about his project and them being left off of it. Uh... That's weird. I, I think Kanye West is too big of an artist for these thing, type of things to happen. How does Universal put out the album that you're still working on? It, it, that is kind of... Not to Donda. <laughs> but Donda. Everybody was talking about Donda. Donda, Donda, Donda. Shout out to Kanye's mother, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, it got dropped and... Uh, it seemed like so much stuff moved around because of this drop. And uh, so we were here on, uh, what's this, E! Online, uh, Entertainment Online. Uh, Kanye's Donda's drop, and it says, All the lyrics that are seemingly about Kim K. I, I feel like maybe I clicked on the wrong tab to start on, because we weren't supposed to get into the, to the Kim K stuff yet. But let me give you the backdrop. So everybody been waiting on Donda. Everybody knows Kanye is one of those people who wants to tinker with the album to he feel he hits uh, every single thing he needs to hit on that album. Uh, he had three different listening parties. I was able to finally catch a listening party, because, I mean, they started pretty late. But, uh, yeah, and I... Sometimes, you know, I like to feel a little old, go to bed early, wake up before the sunrise and stuff. But the listening party was good. It was, I mean, it was really good. I, as you know, I'm a Kanye fan. Kanye Stan. Stan. S-T-A-N. When all them other people was ready to throw him to the wayside, I said, hey, look, Kanye's talking about being a free thinker. We need free thinkers in the black community. Whether he was saying something right, whether he was saying something wrong, conversations need to be had amongst people. And people just seem to be trying to distance themselves away from having uh, any type of conversations that will make people uncomfortable or make people think to uh, different types of logic, different types of understanding to what's coming on. And I feel Kanye kind of did that. You know, they... they uh, 
to just naturally assume that we have to, you know, vote Democrat because we're black. Uh, uh, that that's a falsehood. That is definitely a falsehood. And people attack Kanye for that because he kind of stood beside Trump. But guess what? He has all right to stand beside any politician he feels he could stand beside. Because y'all do it all the time. I mean, I saw people out there campaigning for Hillary. What the fuck was Hillary going to do? That's the question. What was Hillary really going to do to help advance black people? I'll wait. Can't wait too long because we're going to be right here waiting forever trying to get that answer. Uh... So I guess since we're here on the Kim thing, I'm going to go ahead and ride out with that. We're going to get into the, the more of the controversial things around the album after this. But it says here in the song Hurricane, he said, Heat about rumors, reading to it too much, feeding for some true love, ex Kim, what do you love? Hard to find out what truth is, but the truth was that the truth sucked. Always seemed to do stuff, but this time it was too much. Kanye getting into his poetry bag. That's how you kind of when you when you read lyrics sometimes and you're like, "Wow, man, that was poetry." They just said it on the song. Right? That definitely comes off as almost like poem to me in a way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess he he spoke a lot about you know Kim on this hurricane song. I I'm not gonna read all the lyrics. Go listen to Donda. It's Kanye. You give it one listen at least, and if you don't like it. It's Kanye. You know he's going to give you something creative. It's going to be different. Every time it's something different. And that's what he does. But let's get into the bullshit behind the stuff. So Donda drops. And then we start seeing a wave of artists come out to complain about what Kanye has done. And it started with the one, the only, Bit Draco himself, Soldier Boy. He came out to say, hey, Kanye on some other shit. So, he tweeted out, this nigga Kanye shaking my head. Tell homie don't hit my phone no more. So, apparently, Kanye sent Soldier Boy. He hit him up. He told him he, he, he wants to work with him and all of that. He sends him songs. I right, here's the first message. And said, yo, it's Ye. I love you, bro. You're a genius. Want to work with you on the new Gap campaign and my new album. If I'm Soldier Boy, I hear Kanye reaching out to me, talking about ASJ. He calls me a genius. And tell me he won't be on the next album. Is Yay. Of course I'm down. So Soldier Boy responded, Yay, how are you, fam? Love you too, bro. That means a lot coming from you. I'm down. Let's work on fashion and music. Seems easy enough. Seems easy enough. You extended the offer. You let me know I'm going to be on the album. Not only that, you tell me you have a gap campaign that you want me to specifically work on. And then Ye responds, let's get it. Can you come to L.A. or can I pull up where you at? I don't think he put these messages up in order. Uh, let me see which one this is. Eh. So, I mean, this this convo doesn't have all the messages. Uh, he released, I guess, all the screenshots from the messages. Long story short, 
Kanye sends him the record. Soldier Boy sends the record back. Kanye comes up here when he says shit's crazy. You in Atlanta? Soldier Boy tells him nah. He's basically out in LA about to celebrate his B day. But as soon as he's done celebrating his B day, he'll be there in Atlanta. As soon as he needs him, he's there. And then I guess from there, Kanye went ghost on him. And Soldier Boy was left off the album. And apparently, he's not the only one who was left off the album because we have Sir Chris Brown right here. Yes, that Chris Brown, the R&B GOAT of our generation. Well, I mean, probably I would say the newer generation because Chris Brown, I, I was already in like middle school when Chris Brown came out. So, not my generation per se. I'll probably say the next kid's generation because, I mean, I had Usher. And Usher is one of those people. Definitely one of those people. Uh, so Chris Brown comes out. He blasts Kanye West after his verse from the track. New again. Didn't make the final cut of long-awaited album Donda. So uh, Chris Brown was supposed to be on the album. And I believe they said in one of the listening parties, his version of the song was played. So the song was done, it was there, and it looked like it was ready to go until Kanye decided, ah, 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 uh-uh. So, I mean, he came out and he said, uh, Kanye West left him hanging. He complained about that. He said Kanye left him off the album and it was uh i guess a rash of other uh artists who came out at the same time complaining about that let me bring that up if i can would be yet would it so everything the i guess all the controversy originally started from this one thing let's go go to academics of course academics has the timeline full Shout out to DJ Academics. Uh, so the morning started off with this message posted by Kanye. Uh, he was communicating with Boo. Uh, I don't know if that's uh, the same Boo that's uh, Akon's brother could be. Because Boo is a very important person in music. If you don't know him, uh, he's one of those people. Again, there's some people who just have a... That aura around him that we can't deny. So it looks like uh, the message starts off from uh, from Kanye. On another note, the baby manager isn't clearing jail. So he won't be able to upload unless we take him off. So we won't be able to upload unless you take him off. Unless we take him off. And then it goes, what's your thoughts? The, me uh, the next message is, why he won't clear jail then it became i don't know and neither is uh answering their phone uh the next message is i'm not taking my brother off he was the only person who said he would vote for me in public i mean it's not the only person who said they vote for kanye in public i would have voted for kanye over the options that i was presented at the time but i mean Kanye is not my first choice. I usually vote third party, so I'm not uh, naturally going to go, uh, you know, that's the end all be all for that situation. But let's get to the next message.
Up, uh, that went to the uh, next video. So this is it. So the album not coming out. Did you know about this? Uh, this is another message to uh somebody else. Oh, I guess this is a message from Kanye to uh the baby. I said, so the album not coming out. Did you know about this? Hell no, I ain't know about this. I'm gonna hit him now. Kanye responds, your manager cap. They tried to stop you from coming in. The people next to you trying to destroy you, but God got a bigger plan. The baby responds, a plan that can't be stopped. I feel him. Uh, when you put so much work and effort into your craft, so much work and effort into your craft, sometimes the only thing that can stop you is you. When you have that ball rolling, the only thing that can get in the way of what you want to accomplish is you. Uh, so let's go ahead and continue up. So from that post, we found out Donda was out after that. Boom, boom, boom. Internet set ablaze. Everybody's ready to come out. And then the baby's management responds. He says, this is Cap. I woke up this morning to, so, uh, to this social media bullshit. The bullshit. It's always there. It's prevalent. Uh, I never got a call or email from Kanye West Boo or uh, John Monopoly. I just received it today and cleared it in two seconds. Why wouldn't I want a hit song out when hashtag SCMG is all about growth and culture of hip hop and my artists? So all the media blogs and outlets don't believe everything you see in the post. Thank you. So his manager came out and said, why would I hold the baby back? Which would make sense. Why would you hold one of your artists back from one of the biggest projects that's going to come out this year? So a hell of a look. It's a great look. For the people who don't know the baby, who are Kanye West fans, they will know the baby from Kanye West now. That's how features work. You introduce your fan base to new people when you do features. That's how it works. That's why people do so many collabs and things. It's to merge fan bases in a way. It's how you get a lot of new fans. Uh, so immediately, I, I don't think it was even like two, three hours out. They already announced that Donda is expected to be the number one selling album. That's to be expected. Come on, it's Kanye freaking West. What did you expect? So let's keep going. We didn't hit the Soldier Boy. Thing. I think academics had some more messages from Soldier Boy. But again, Soulja Boy came out to respond to give out Kanye West, left him off the album. And then Kanye comes out and says this. Let's add to the controversy. Universal put my album out without my approval. And they blocked Jail 2 from being on the album. Kanye West is telling us that Universal Records, who also is the label for Drake, put out his album early without his permission. I don't know if this is his response to, you know, trying to reel back all the artists and all the other comments that people were making and saying about his project and them being left off of it. Uh... That's weird. I, I think Kanye West is 
too big of an artist for these thing type of things to happen. How does Universal put out the album that you're still working on? It, it, that is kind of amazing. Uh, I would love to get more details on the back ends of that store. But Kanye came out. And I don't know if this was the, again, to save face from all the artists who just seemingly came out saying, hey, why would you ask me to do this work? I do the work and then you leave me off something. Uh, just crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then this way, you know, you get the Chris Brown tweets. He came off and said, Kanye a ho ho. And the next one is we came out and said, nah, he tweaking. I know that went, that definitely went viral on social media. The nah, he tweaking. It definitely went viral. Uh, and then, you know, even Childish Gambino came out and said, I love being influential. Uh, from this, I don't know what role he was supposed to play in Donda, but apparently everybody wants their flowers for work put in on Donda. Not only did it cause moral um, reactions like this, you had Lil Dirk come out of his way to go change his uh, his profile picture to Drake's Nike collab. That picture right there is Drake's Nike collab. I guess Lil Dirk got left off the album too. Uh, <laughs> everybody's mad at Kanye. I mean, it is a little weird. It is definitely a little weird. So, uh, Variety tweeted out, Kanye West claimed that Universal Music released Donda without his permission, but sources at the company tell Variety the allegation is preposterous. So, again, remember I said he may be putting out that statement to save face somewhat, you know? Uh, he definitely reached out to artists. He definitely tried to uh, get people on his album. He's had Chris Brown. He's one of the mega, mega stars. He's done songs with Kanye. Uh, you would think they have some sort of relationship. But again, that tweet could have been... I, I don't know who to believe. You know, uh, music business is shysty. It is very shysty. So, do I take Kanye's word or do I take Universal's word? I don't know. I truly don't know. But we have Donda. Uh, so in the comments, let me know what do you think about Donda. I know you guys have heard it. What do you think about Donda? What do you rate Donda? That's what I want to know. What do you rate it? Because uh, it's Kanye West's production. He's a production genius. Genius. I. I don't know who would know that. Kanye's been doing that since forever. He's been the man forever. And just to add on to more of the what is going on situation around this, uh, Drake did the fake uh, ESPN takeover. But he stayed quiet. That is no longer. Because this morning, that's what we found out. It is official. That boy, Drizzy Drake, is dropping certified lover boy September 3rd. So guess what? This Friday, we're going to have certified lover boy. I may have to do like a, uh, a little lesson for that. A little lesson live with y'all. If that's what y'all want, let me know. We can do that. 
But I can't wait to hear this because guess what? Whole album's gonna be better. That's the thing. Whose album gonna be better? And is what kind of shots is Drake gonna take? Because after that trippy red free uh feature, he came out pretty strong. He definitely came out pretty strong in that uh diss to Kanye. There was no subs. He let him know the release date ain't changing. It's set in stone. You can't make me move unless I want to move. I mean, I can't wait to hit the album, man. Uh, Drake and Kanye are definitely two of my favorite people to of all time to listen to. They're probably the only non-gangster uh, rappers that I would say that I've definitely listened to my whole life. At them and Ludacris. Probably top three of my favorite non-gangster rappers to ever listen to in life. Because other than that, it's like shoot em up, kill shit. You hear me? We love the hood music. I love it. I love trap music, especially being at work. You know what I'm saying? Need something to occupy my time with, so why not some bang bangs in the background? But Drake's dropping. So, I mean... I'm ready for it. I, I'm definitely ready for it. Uh, the little fake ESPN takeover, then they came out and put out the statement saying that really was in a promo and all that. It's all promo. It's all rollout. Almost everything's a rollout. Nobody's hacking into ESPN to falsify a Drake release date. To me, that would have been crazy. That's, that's super stockish fan type stuff. I don't think nobody... Gonna do that. They'd rather go find some details out about Drake life than fake a release date on ESPN. They'd probably rather go find out what his baby mom's doing or somebody in Drake's life before, I mean, somebody takes that type of step. People will do it, but I, I just didn't think somebody would fake that. And Drake stayed quiet, so it added a little bit of a little... Uh, it put out into the atmosphere whether he was dropping... Or was he not dropping? Could it be iffy what the situation really was? Now we're finding out Drake's here. He is here. He's coming Friday. Uh, I'm definitely ready for it. And, I mean, whoo, rap is definitely getting a little spicy, man. Let me tell you why it's getting spicy. Because you have people who came in to make it that way. I like the competition. I like these people feeling like they need to fight for that that number one position. That's what we talk about. If you want to be number one, you have to know to live the land. I know other people have that type of talent. You have to go attack that. You have to beat that. You have to be better than that if you want to be number one. If you want to be the GOAT, that's what you have to do. There's no in-betweens. There's no gray area. And you get into that elite level of where you want to play for number one. There's none of that. There's no excuses. I don't give you excuses. You either get it done or you don't. At least at that level. That's the, that's what I would think. So, uh, we definitely got a new song that came out from uh, Baby King. Featuring Kendrick Lamar. And within that statement, he came out and said 
He's smoking on your top five tonight. Your top five. Who is the top five he's referring to? Nobody can. I mean, who's that? Who could be that top five that Kendrick Lamar uh, was speaking on? I definitely know he he's uh, referring to his competition, his peers, uh, the J Cole, the Drake. Would I say Kanye is really his competition now? Mm-hmm. Kanye's a generation before him. But if we're playing all again, Kanye's a generation before him. Kanye's discography is just much greater than Kendrick's. I love Kendrick. I love, love, love Kendrick. But Kanye's in rare, rare fight in when it comes to discographies. But let's get into some of these lyrics because, man, oh, man. I'm going to scroll down to this Kendrick verse and bring it up for y'all. Because my boy was spitting. He was spitting bars. Bars. He had them. Uh, so Kendrick came out and said, smoking on your top five tonight. Tonight. I was kind of, you know, the way he came out and did it. Who is the top five he's referring to? Not only that, he told them boys, refer to me by one four-letter word. That's the only way to address me. And I said, go. He said, I've been ducking the pandemic. I've been ducking the social gimmicks. I've been ducking overnight activists. Yeah, I'm not a trended topic. I'm a prophet. Hey, Kendrick be spitting, boy. He be spitting. He definitely said he's smoking on the top five tonight, which means he's coming for those guys. In his verse, he said something that was, you know, made me know Kendrick is coming to play before the end of, uh, before this album cycles out. I think he got something in the tuck ready to go, ready to go, go. Uh, he said, when I come up killing everybody that's outside, yay changed his life. But me, I'm old school Gemini. Bars. And personally, that was a shot to Drake. In my opinion, that's a shot to Drake to let Drake know he is coming. He is not Kanye. He ain't changed his life. He ain't on this friend, friend, buddy, buddy shit. It is rap. It is rap. We're going to put this shit on the bars and we're going to figure out who's going to come out ahead. That's personally what I took Kendrick to say that as. This is rap. We're going to rap. And I'm not Kanye. I'm not here to be friends. I'm not here to be a friend of me. I'm here to rap. We want to be the best. We're going to be the best. Let's rap. I, I love that perspective. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, the boy... LeBron had to come out and show some love for uh K Dot. He was going through a bump in that family ties. It is a hard song. I love the switch ups in the song. I'm big on that. I love it. It's creativity. It's a production. It shows, you know, you care about your work. That you're not just throwing it on anything. But there was a bar in the song that made me say, "Wow." Hey. 
what is going on? What uh, uh, what's going on behind the scenes? And it's right here. So and uh, Baby King came out and said, "Smoking on top five, stop playing. I'm that guy. Number two, then my bitch. That's cool. I don't ask why." So if Kendrick considers himself the goat. And this based on numbers and history of people hopping in DMs. That would put Drake at number two. And King saying Drake is in this girl's DMs. That's what Baby King saying. Is it true? Drake? Not Drake. Yes, Drake. He will fuck your girl and not think anything of it. He will. He will. He's shown... He will fly your girl out, your ex, all of that. He will be on your bitch line. That boy's trying to play mind games. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Does Drake address this? Does Drake respond to anything that was said on Family Ties? That's interesting. I I would love to see that. I would love to see the response to all of this. Who comes out on top after this, you know? Who has the bravado to, you know, really say somebody's name and get the party really jumping and cracking like we had with Kanye and Drake? Drake and Kendrick would be interesting. That'll be an interesting battle. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, Definitely be interesting. I, I don't know if I say Kendrick will come at his neck in a Pusha T type way because Pusha T let the world know Drake had a son that he was hiding. You know what I'm saying? He made him seem like a bad father in a way. So I don't know if Kendrick could go to that type of uh, gossip rap, you know, introduce the baby to the world type rap that you would get on uh, from a Pusha T. So I'm going to go ahead and scroll up because ah, I don't know if you guys watched the fight last night, but I did. Ah. I thought Jake Paul was going to go down. I thought he was going to go down. He looked tired. He looked so tired. So uh, one thing I'm realizing is He's really, really, really smart at marketing. And early on in his boxing career, he's been smart at picking his opponents. He's not facing anybody with true competition, at least in a boxing ring. Uh, Tyrone Woodley is an MMA fighter who you could tell he was not uh, all the way ready for just stand-up boxing. His stance told it all. In the first round, he connected one punch. He threw like six total punches in the first round. That's not boxing. So uh I don't he should have been doing a lot more sparring before this. I believe if he came in actually prepared, because it looked like he trained with they said he trained with Floyd, but Floyd didn't have you going out there looking like that. Cause you wasn't even doing defensive boxing. I thought Jake was going I I, I don't want to seem like a hater. But I wanted to see Jake lose. After that interview they did against each other, I wanted to see Jake get knocked out. Tyrone Woodley. 
definitely uh put him in a uh, casket in that interview. He made Jake Paul look so stupid. Jake Paul didn't know what to say, so he had to just, you know, shoot from the hip and start saying the wildest shit he can think of in the moment. But I really thought, you know, from this screenshot, he was going to do it. But this was the final outcome. It went all the way. And after it went all the way, Jake Paul ended up victorious. He won on the scorecard. Uh, watching the fight, he definitely won. He definitely won the fight on the scorecard. But he was tired. After like the first two, three rounds, one thing I've learned about him and uh, Logan is they stamina for shit. For shit. For somebody to want to play in a professional boxing ring, you need to get that cardio up. Y'all tired after the first two, three rounds. Y'all gas. Woodley should have been able to lay you out because of that. Just based off fighting stamina. But he didn't take advantage of it because he didn't. He looked like he didn't really want to throw punches. And when he did connect, it wasn't an NRB all. Like I said, from that screenshot, it looked like he was going to do that damage. But it didn't happen. I would like to see Jake Paul fight an actual boxer. And I don't mean them fighting Floyd so Floyd can take the money and play around with one of them in the ring. I want to see him fight somebody. Because he has a Showtime deal. But Showtime knows, again, perception is better than reality. So we keep getting these other former fighters who started losing and all of that. One, their confidence may not be at peak level. And they're taking guys out of there, out of different fighting. Like, MMA fighting and boxing are two different sports. They're two different things. Am I saying that MMA fighter can't go into boxing and, and, and box? No, because you can, you can pick up boxing and incorporate boxing into your MMA fighting style. But for a boxer to go into an MMA ring... That ain't just going to happen overnight because it's too many facets of the sport that you have to adjust to. Like kicking, submissions, grappling, actual grappling, and positioning, and things like that. So that's a whole different fight. But when it comes to the MMA, guy, MMA guys making transition to boxing, I believe they could do it. I just believe Jake Paul and his management team has been smart enough to pick people that would benefit him now. One, you're building up this guy's confidence. The more he fights, the better he will get. That's for anybody. The more you do anything, the more you practice, the more you train, the better you will get at your craft. That's worth anything. But you have to put that work in. You have to put the work in. Is everybody going to put the work in? No. So far, look like them. Uh, the Paul boys are trying to put the work in. But them guys have no stamina at all. And I, I, it's funny watching fights, and you're like, man, if he just get caught with a three piece combo, put in the right place, or just one punch, because it takes one punch and fighting sometimes. It could be a lucky punch. It could one punch, but when you're gas, you don't have the same strength to be taking those hits. If he had somebody who can actually apply some pressure to him because Willie didn't apply enough uh, pressure. He was there, 
but he didn't apply the pressure the way the pressure needed to be. And that's my thing. Like, shout out to them boys, though, you know. They, they, they put on something people wanted to see. People show it up and show it out. They definitely show it up out in uh, Cleveland for, uh, they packed out the arena. They market marketing geniuses, uh, and I can't take that from them. They are definitely, 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 definitely marketing geniuses. Do I agree with his marketing stance? Now nah, I feel like Tyrone Woodley when he had that interview with him. You, you, uh, you know, you don't, you put on a show to make yourself the. The clown for entertainment in a way And people gonna buy that up They will buy it up Because you're entertaining them Whether you're the clown or you're not the, the court jester But whatever it is As long as you keep them entertained They'll support, they'll buy in That's definitely one thing we learned I've never shit in a tissue before You, you, know? shit, you touch shit every single day if you shit Well that started early That definitely started early I have a video pulled up of uh, Wax from the Brilliant Idiots. I've actually met Wax in person one time. Uh, the one time I met Charlemagne in person, they both went together. They pulled up at my job to go meet somebody else. And I just saw them in the hallway, chopped it up for about a minute because they were definitely on their way out. They was not trying to talk to my black ass of no great importance to them at the time. But I met them before. And in that short time, you know, they took pictures. They were cool. I let them know I'm fans. I, I listen to the brilliant idiots. You know, funny guys, funny guys. But this is a clip uh, from Wax on somebody's podcast. And when I heard it, I said, hold on. Hold on. You did what? How, did, how does this happen? <laughs> but let's go ahead and play it. No, I've never shit in a tissue before. You shit, you touch shit every single day if you shit. Like, you don't wipe yourself? It got shit in the tissue when you wipe yourself. You don't know how shit to get the... Why are you touching the shit? The tissue yeah. is for the shit. That's what I'm saying. You you grab shit No, all the no, time no, you're tissue. not saying that. You don't. Yeah, you you're wipe. wipe and you grab the shit. You don't grab... Why are you grabbing... My man said, you do not wipe the shit. You grab the shit. What? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a, a contingency of people out there just grabbing shit. That got to be a South Carolina thing or, or like some uh, a Southern tradition or something. Because I've never heard anybody say, you don't wipe the shit, you grab it. Like, do you physically reaching in? Oh, like... <laughs> How do you do that? What's the process? Then again, I don't know if I want to know the process because I'm going to wipe. You know what I'm saying? Wipe. Hold on, hold on. Do you got so shit you stuck in me, your ass while hold on, you're hold taking... On. Are you telling me that y'all just let the doodle fall in the toilet? Y'all don't catch it every time? Huh? Huh? Did this man just say he catching shit? Before it hits the toilet bowl? How does that work? Does he have like a catcher's mitt? 
And for people who don't know baseball, they have something called a catcher's mitt. I'm going to put my hand right here because I'm putting it out of focus. In the catcher's mitt, you catch the ball thrown to you. You don't let it hit the ground. You try to catch it right there in the mitt. Is that what he's using to catch his shit? Dude. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yo. I am about to leave, bro. How do y'all take a shit? I must have seen this shit wrong. My nigga. I've been catching my shit all these years. Nah, I'm. Oh, nah. I don't know the age of wax. I just know he's older than me. I'm out of... Let's see if we can pull up his age real fast. Wax. Brilliant. Idiots. Age. All right, well, him and Charlemagne, I believe they went to school together. So let's just see Charlemagne's age. Okay, he's 43. So chances are, Wax is somewhere in the 40-year-old range. And he don't know how to wipe his ass properly. I don't know. Like, what type of parenting was done when they taught you to catch the shit? Alright, let's keep going. I'm more disgusted than, like, I feel like I can't continue. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm, my stomach So hold on, so y'all just sit there and shit right, come right out. I thought that's how it works. You sit down, you give it a little, uh, uh, and bloop, bloop, bloop. You get it, you know? A uh, blue, 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 as uh, Kevin Hart had to deal with. A <laughs> uh, blue, blue. It, catching and pulling the shit out. Like, drink some more fucking water, bro. You need water in your system if you having problems that you have to pull shit out. I'm just saying. No way. What happens if you got the no runs way. or something like that? Yo, what do you do then? Shit, you wash your hair. Why do you think people wash their hands? <laughs> Yo, you shit in your hand, bro? Wow. I I don't even know if I want to go look up and find the rest of that clip. I, I don't know. That is crazy. Crazy. That man said, that's what you wash your hands for because you're already shitting and you already got the shit on your hands. Like, huh? They never taught you how to wipe your ass, bro. They never taught you how to wipe your ass, bro. It is just crazy. So, uh, I reported the other day about the uh the uh terror attack at the Cabal Airport. Of course that came across the wire as I was recording and there has been updates to the numbers and everything that's going on there. Uh says here's what we know about the thirteen service members killed in the Cabal Airport. Again, I'm not pro war, but I am pro the American military. Shout out to our service members. They deserve all the praise they get for right or wrong in their mission, risking it all on the line for what they believe in about America. 
because most of the people who go into the military that I talk to, they've been people who usually are either poor, legacy families, uh, some crazy people, smaller percentage of crazy people. They just like to kill and do crazy shit, and you can get away with some shit inside the military. But most of the people that I tend to meet are ideologues, you know, people believe in American freedoms and stuff. I mean, even though some of them come out and they're like, wow, that ain't what we went to go fight for them. There's been 13 service members killed uh, in that attack. RP to all of them. It really sucks. It really sucks to have to, uh, you know, give an update on that. Because at the time of the attack, there was not that many murders reported. And I believe the body count went to up like over 40 people, something like that. Women and children included. Looks like it was a bad scene. Hopefully our service members don't have to deal with that uh, too much longer inside Afghanistan as we're getting closer to the withdrawal date. <sighs> Couple of days away from coming home and this happens. That's sucks. It sucks, man. Those people have families. Uh, war's just bad. War's been bad. Uh, unless we have an actual reason to go fight a war, there's no good coming from fighting wars. Besides, those handful of people are going to get paid. And us regular everyday people are usually not the best. Or they're not the... Uh, we're not the people included in, in those people making the money from all this. So, um, the U.S. has responded with an airstrike. And in the airstrike, it says nine family members, including children, killed in U.S. striking cabal targeting suspected ISIS-K suicide bomber relative says. And that's from CNN. They state... Nine members of one family, including six children, were killed in a U.S. drone strike targeting a vehicle in a residential neighborhood of Cabal. A relative of a dead of the dead told a local journalist working with CNN. The U.S. carried out defensive airstrikes in Cabal targeting suspected ISIS-K suicide bomber who posed an imminent threat to the airport. So it looked like they're trying to use suicide bombs to keep attacking the airport and areas around the airport. It sucks to hear that we killed six children. Six children. And this is why you can't have wars without boots on the ground. Because in a situation like this, if you had SEAL team members or something over there, you could have sent them on a special op to go take out that guy versus us drone striking and killing the six children. That makes me feel away when it comes to war. We're killing innocent people. There are bad people in everybody's family. Should the family all suffer and be killed because of that one bad person in your family? Uh, says the youngest kid who was killed was two years old. A baby. A baby. Killed in a drone strike. No, CNN. I don't need you to summarize my news. Uh... Yeah, that's just sad. It said neighbors brought in water to try to put out uh, the fire they saw after the drone strike. But everybody was dead. Their bodies were in pieces. 
Uh, another neighbor tells CNN that they estimated there might have been up to 20 people killed in a drone strike. 20. But so many parts of them were burnt to crisp, they couldn't tell. Sad. It's so sad because when you look at the drone strike numbers, you figure out we always kill way more civilians or non-targeted people than we kill actual targets. And then we justify by saying, I mean, it's just another casualty of war. We had to take out this one person, so we had to wipe out his whole family to do it. I don't know if I can agree with that assessment. I want the American military to be the strongest it can be. I want our service members to have every bit of support they need to get any mission we need done, done. Uh, we just can't keep killing kids and all these wars that we don't even benefit from. Almost 20 years in Afghanistan and we're still out here killing the kids, the two-year-olds. Sad. It's sad all the way around. So sad all the way around, especially when you find out some of these terrorists are illiterate. So they don't even read the Quran for themselves, just interpretations of what the Quran is supposed to be for them. And it's sad. So sad. You know what I'm saying? What's the solution? What's the end goal? Where, where do we finally put the stop to the war on terror that's, gonna, that's been continuing for since 20 years now? Next month's going to be 20 years. Since September 11th, when do we end this war on terror that we help exacerbate in cases? It's a question. Hopefully, someday we have an answer. I don't know what the answer is going to be. But, uh, you know, I'm in D.C., so this story came across my, my way of why. And I figured I should talk about this, too. But they looking for... F- they say five people kidnapped in Northwest D.C. in five days. Now, they said none of these people have been hurt that I've heard of in this story, but they're going around kidnapping people and driving around the ATMs. They say the police is looking for suspects connected to several alleged kidnappings. Police say the suspects are described as Three to four black males, possibly twenty to twenty-nine. That sucks. I fit the that that uh blanket ass description already. I definitely fit that blanket description. I'm a black male between twenty and twenty-nine. One of this uh suspects is described to have a curly high top fade hairstyle. Oh, cuz it's stupid. You know, he's showing his face on camera. I don't know if I yeah, everybody went, whew, that boy's stupid. But apparently in Northwest, they're going around kidnapping people, uh, forcing them inside the vehicle, driving, driving them around to multiple ATMs as they withdraw all the money from their bank accounts. And then after they clear out your bank account, your bank account, they release you. Uh, weird, you know? Good thing they're not hurting anybody, but... You know, I'm in Northwest often, and for the uh, my local people who listen, you know, if you're in Northwest, keep your eyes and ears open. I would hate for one of uh my listeners to be a victim of that. Like, yeah, I mean, I know it's tough outside, but yeah, I would hate for one of my listeners to get caught up in that 
Bullshit. Straight up. Uh, this story right here is wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, let me go ahead and bring it up for you so you can see the title. Cook County Judge Strips Ma- Mother of Parental Rights Because She Is Not Vaccinated. I'm going to read that headline one more time before I get into the story and you guys say, wow. Cook County Judge Strips Mother of Parental Rights Because She Is Not Vaccinated You cannot make this shit up people You cannot make this up And this is coming from uh, Fox 32 Chicago By way of Fox 5 News Uh, A Chicago mother says A Cook County judge has taken away Her parental rights after learning that she is not Vaccinated against COVID-19 And what all parties agree Is very unusual and perhaps unprecedented step, a judge at Chicago's Daily Center has stripped Rebecca Furrit, Furlit of custody because she refuses to get a vaccination shot. She says, I miss my son more than anything. It has been very difficult. I have yet I have not seen my son since August the 10th. Crazy. The day, that's the day uh, Furlet appeared in court via Zoom along with her ex-husband for for a child support hearing involving their 11-year-old son. The two have been divorced for seven years and shared custody and and parenting time. She says, out of the blue, Cook County Judge James Shapiro asks whether whether she has been vaccinated. Furlet told Shapiro... She had uh she had not because she has had bad reactions to vaccines in the past. Shapiro ordered that Furlet be stripped of all of all parenting time with her son until she gets vaccinated. My mind is fucking blown. In court systems, mothers have every single bit of leverage. Possible in the court system But now that a mother Decides she don't want to get a vaccine A vaccine That <sighs> They took away Her son because the government Decided they don't like the way she's Parenting because she don't want to get a vaccine Judge Shapiro Suck my dick That's crazy that boy is wild. Please don't take it as a, uh, I'm making a threat to him. I'm not making a threat to him at all. The term that I'm using is a term of anger. Urgh. That's all it is. Anger towards Judge Shapiro. Because I believe that is a shitty ruling. And it can set bad precedent in the court system from that shitty ruling. Wow. I can't believe... I don't know anything else in a short amount of time in history that's been that divisive. This is a very divisive subject. And now the government is forcing people to get vaccinated through the court system or they can't have their kids. 
Ooh. I just want to say, there's going to be some bad parents, happy as shit. Happy. Put them on the government's dime. Over the past two weeks, Burlett has been uh, able to talk to her son on the phone and through video calls, but she has not seen him in person. She said, I think there's something wrong. I think that it's dividing families. And I think it's not in my son's best interest to be away from his mother. Fairlady is now appealing the court order, saying the judge has no business taking away her uh, her parenting rights simply because she's not vaccinated. I... So, Furless attorney, uh, that's Annette Fernholz, says the judge overstepped his authority. In this case, you have a judge without any matter before him regarding the uh, parenting time with the child deciding, oh, you're not vaccinated. You don't get to see your child until you're vaccinated. That kind of exceeds his jurisdiction. His jurisdiction. Uh, to have uh, to have understanding, the father did not even bring this issue into the courtroom. The father never mentioned it because he didn't give a fuck. That's her personal choice. So it's the judge on his own and making decisions that you can't see your child until you're vaccinated. That's scary. That is really, really scary. That's fascism almost in a way. Like. No out? What if What if she had a medical exemption? Would you still take away the child and the parent has a medical exemption to which if she got the vaccine, it could kill her? Or make every of the health issues she had even worse? It's amazing. The husband is acknowledging that what the mother is saying is pretty much facts. She has bad reaction to vaccines, so it's not a big deal to them because they know it harms her. But the judge said, I don't care. That sounds like New York City. It, it, it's getting crazy in some of these places. So the attorney representing the father, Jeffrey Levine, says they were also surprised, surprised by the judge's decision. But they supported the ruling. Of course, it went into his advantage. So I don't think he's going to complain about that. It went definitely to his advantage in court. Uh, there are children who have died because of COVID. I think every child should be safe. And I agree the mother should be uh, vaccinated. That's what the uh, father's attorney said. So they reached out to the, the judge's spokesperson. And they said they couldn't comment. Because of the ongoing nature of the case. Uh, the father's attorney says he believes the judge is breaking new ground that can now play out in other custody cases. There's no timetable on when the appellate court will make its a decision. Uh, that's scary. That is definitely scary. They're already trying to force jobs, take away jobs from certain people. They're creating tears in America based on vaccinated and unvaccinated. When we have recently found out PhDs who tend to be the smartest people in the world 
the, the smartest of the educated people, I guess we could say, uh, the most accomplished educated people, are one of the least vaccinated groups. Not only that, African Americans and well, people of color, but specifically black people, African Americans, however you want to determine that designation, we have low vaccination rates. Should all of us be excluded from raising our kids, going to work, traveling? Should we all be excluded for not wanting to take a vaccine when the government has shown us that they lie? Not once, not twice, they lie. They've been trying to cover shit up. Anthony Fauci has been a piece of shit since the 80s. And now he's the end-all, be-all for COVID? Is that what we get into in America? Is that what we really get into in America? That you're going to take away this lady's child because she can't even get a fucking vaccination. That is preposterous. That is ridiculous. How? How do we get here in America? It amazes me. It really, really, really amazes me. People don't even want to blame China for the fucking virus, but we'll blame Fucking Trump. It makes no sense. Now they're taking away people, kids. I am against that. What was that judge thinking to even bring up something that the other parent wasn't even arguing against? Now you're building cases on your own against people in your courtroom. That is crazy. That is crazy. She literally said she's always had bad reactions to vaccines. It's the reason why people have medical exemptions for things. And you took her son away. You're setting precedent for the court system to be overloaded with so many cases now. I couldn't imagine being a great fucking parent because they weren't arguing about how good of a mother she was. None of that came up in the case. None of that came up in this article. Nobody said anything about her being a bad mother. Nobody. The father's attorney said he was surprised by the decision. Oh, my gosh. I am like, wow. I cannot believe this shit. This is amazing. I'm worried. I don't have kids. But, man, that's crazy. This makes me happy I don't have kids right now. Because the times we live in, sometimes you wonder... How do we get here? How did we get here? How? Why are the people who caused the issue being punished before your own citizens are being punished? Ugh! America makes me frustrated sometimes because this is where capitalism fails. When we put a dollar above our own citizens. When we put money before people, that's the problem. Right there. Right there. Every time. That's the problem. That's the issue. I really don't get this shit. How? Why? That judge a piece of shit for that decision. To even bring up her not being vaccinated when that wasn't even a question brought up from anybody. That was your own determining factor to take her child away. I'm pissed. That's crazy. That is crazy. This judge probably couldn't even tell me the scientific details behind what the vaccine is going to do to your body in five years. He probably can't tell me a scientific detail about what uh, a mask mandate really means. 
How effective are masks? What research is this doctor doing? Oh, man, that is crazy. Crazy. I got to go... I gotta go switch subjects because that that uh, that'll get your blood boiling. Like he just interjected themselves into their parental lives in a way that they weren't even in court for. That's like me going to court for a ticket, and next thing you know, you're arresting me for murder. Hold on, buddy, I came in for a ticket. Now you're asking me that I uh hit somebody before. I say, yeah, I hit somebody with my car. Well, you locked up for hit and run. We here for child support, bro. Now you're taking away the custody of my child. We weren't here for a custody issue. We was here for child support. Who? Like, man, that is crazy to me. Crazy to me. Like, who? Who? Ah, woo. Sir. I can't rub my ears right now because I got my headphones on. But woo, sir. I gotta get my Martin on because boy, that. Who? Who? So, the NFL is almost back. It's almost back. And I figured let's get into some of these NFL top lists. Uh, they say NFL executives and ESPN officials and all of them, they came together and they put together their list of the top 100 players they believe is going to have the best seasons in 2021. I have yet to look at this list, but I can't wait to look at this list so we can get into the bullshit. Because I know it's going to be some. I don't even know where they got my boy at, but they better not play with my boy. L Boogie, Lamar, Action. Jackson, they better not play my boy. Let's see where he at. I can guess number one is probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. I can just guess that, you know, even though he has yet to replicate his MVP season. Even though he he is yet to replicate his MVP season. Everybody just predicts him to be so much better than Lamar. It amazes me. I love Patrick Mahomes, and I and I don't want to be a hater. I just don't get the hate and contempt people have for Lamar Jackson. I don't get it at all. So I'm gonna go ahead to the top ten list. Patrick Mahomes. I could have told you that he does have a beautiful arm, a beautiful arm. Uh, says Mahomes was under pressure. Too often last season, particularly in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs appear to have fixed uh, the problem by rebuilding their offensive line, which could have five new starters. One thing about offensive lines, if you don't know, usually takes a little time to jail. So, you know, time together does count. It's not always skill. It's game and the ability to play with the next man beside you on the offensive line because it's a unit. It's not an individual thing. You're going to have an individual star. But that won't make the unit good. If you want a good unit, you need guys to have rhythm and timing, and they have to play unselfish. Like one band, one sound, one line, one unit. That's it. One line, one unit. That's what it comes to offensive lines. Uh, signature stat. The Super Bowl loss was only Mahomes' second below average 
QBR game of his career. In the regular season, he has had a QBR 50 or better in 98% of his games. Who's number two? Lamar Jackson. I just want to say that. I just want... He's number two in the most QBR games over 50. Number two. So, Patrick Mahomes, you have number one. Lamar, you have number two. Why does Lamar get beat down so bad? I don't get it. Aaron Donald came in at number two. Ah, uh, man beast. What else can you say? What else can you say? I agree with that. Aaron Donald is the best non-quarterback in the NFL right now, hands down. Hands down. Three defensive player of the years. Come on, that boy is a beast. That boy is a beast. Uh, number three, they have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is coming off an MVP year. He had a hell of a year last year. Could he replicate that? We don't know. He's had a lot of issues in the offseason. He's definitely complained with the organization a lot. He's been unhappy there. So we'll see how that play out with him being number three. Number four, they have Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. He's had drama with his team, too. There was talks of him possibly being traded. Uh, not only that, there's a lot of people on the uh, Seattle team that's been complaining about getting paid. So how all that's going to work out, we don't know. But you probably want to keep Dwayne Brown happy, who is, who's his left tackle. You want to keep his left tackle happy. He has to be safe. He has to be protected. And that's an important position. Oh, uh, that's a little controversial for me. Tyreek Hill, number five. He is definitely not the best receiver. He's his team best receiver, but he's definitely not the best receiver at all. He ain't better than D-Hop. He ain't better than Julio. He ain't better than none of the guys in Tampa Bay, personally. He's really fast. He's good. But number five. Let's read what they had to say. Let's see how they got here. Hill standing as his team number one receiver hasn't been in doubt since he became a starter after losing Sammy Watkins. The Chief had no other receivers, was being a regular for an entire season. This increases Hill's importance to the Chiefs as an unproven wideout. As their only proven wideout. The moment. Uh yeah, I mean, that could be a little more difficult. I, that just means he's going to be the focus of more double teams and everything else. So you're going to need Kelsey to continue to dominate what he does. Uh, number five, TJ Watt, number six. I believe TJ Watt is more important and has more value to his team than uh, uh than Tyreek Hill. But shout out to Tyreek. He got, came in number five above Lamar. I don't get it. A receiver above Lamar? Above a quarterback? Receivers aren't important, but more important than a QB. TJ Water 6. Jalen Ramsey 7. I like Ramsey. I like Ramsey, but I don't think he's better than Marlon Humphreys. But again, that's personal opinion. Personal opinion. Devontae Adams? Josh Allen? Oh my God. Lamar's not even in the top 10. Yeah, we back.
So I'm scrolling through this and it amazes me. Like, how do we get to a tight? How do we get the three chief players before we get to one Lamar Jackson, who's been an MVP? Who's been an MVP? Let's keep scrolling. It amazes me, man. The hate for Lamar just be so real. Miles Garrett, bees. He's definitely a beast. I don't know about being ranked 11th. Again, <clears throat> we're going by who we think is going to have the best seasons, uh, the most valuable seasons. It's usually going to be quarterbacks. Then probably pass rushes and running backs and then receivers. So, yeah, I can see Miles Garrett being up high. But that, he's ranked above uh, Lamar. Ah, uh, let's see. D-Hop, Stephen Diggs. We're getting more receivers. Like, really good. Those are, I would definitely take both those receivers over uh, the uh, Tyreek Hill. I like Tyreek. He's fast. You can't replicate speed. But, I mean, you need more than just speed to be the best receiver in the NFL. George Kittle. Tom Brady's at 20. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he's Brady. I'm never betting against Brady ever. Ever. Kyler Murray is projected to have a better season than Lamar Jackson. Again, one's an MVP, one isn't. And again, in his second year, Lamar won MVP. They're projecting all these other guys to be around a lot longer. I mean, they're, they're waiting for that longer time for them to pop and get to those MVP-type levels. They're not there yet. Uh, at 22. They should be ashamed of themselves, really. So it says, Jackson is primed for another MVP-level season because of revamped supporting cast. Baltimore added two wide receivers, Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman, and rebuilt the offensive line. Jackson is a proven winner, reaching 30 victories faster than any other quarterback in NFL history. But the looming question is, can he take the next step as a passer? He only led the NFL in passing touchdowns. He's only won an MVP. He's only been the fastest to 30 wins ever in the history of the sport. But we're projecting everybody else to do better than him. Great. We're forgetting he's like 23, 24. He's super young. And he's only getting better. Ah, uh, what they say. His skill set. His talent is really remarkable and unique. He's got a great arm. He's a naturally gifted thrower. In terms of he's got arm talent, you would call it. He can run. He can extend plays. He sees the field well. Some of the plays he makes are just well. Wow. That's Lamar. How did he do that? I just think those things make some so exciting and dangerous. I agree with that too. I think it, he brings so much excitement and danger to opposing defenses and excitement for the fans to watch on the field because you you can't replicate speed. The same with Tyreek Hill. You can't replicate the speed. So when I have that advantage to show it off, I'm going to show it off, and it's going to look amazing. And I I just don't get the you know the ranking. To where he is. Like how do you get that low for Lamar Jackson? 
Y'all really think teams have figured him out that well? Do people not discount the fact that uh, the Ravens receivers led the NFL and dropped passes the past two years? He won an MVP with his receivers dropping passes. Like, make my mind explode. I, I don't know what else we're supposed to look for, you know? I really don't know uh, what I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to feel, because I just feel like they underrate my boy Lamar. They definitely underrate him. But it's time for some TV talk, though. Oh, man. And this was something I've been waiting for. You hear me? I've been waiting for this because I am a fan of Manifest. And Manifest is returning. Day 28, Manifest Day. That's October 28. If you know about 828, you're a real Manifest fan. You know what I'm saying? I, I lucked into Manifest. Right after the pilot came out, randomly Hulu played it for me one day, and I was hooked. Ran, I came back for episode two, then three, then four. Next thing you know, I'm watching Manifest in real time. Like, wow, this is it. This is one of my shows. But it's back. So Manifest got canceled, for those who don't know. NBC said, no, we're done after three seasons. The show goes to Netflix, where it goes to proceed and break records. They become the number one series on Netflix. And then they drop season three on Netflix, and that goes to number one, too. So the demand for the show is there. It is definitely there. And we just so happen to have a trailer drop for us right here. And I definitely would have the sound plan, but they love copyright striking me for the sound. So as we see, 828. 828, we back. They say this is going to be the fourth and final season. They're going to wrap up all the things that they want to do in three more seasons. They're going to do it in one. I can't wait. I'm happy for Manifest. I'm happy they're getting another shot. Uh, That's definitely dope. Definitely dope. Uh, Raising Kanan came back on this weekend. Again, I told you I like Raising Kanan. I'm just waiting for Breeze to pull up. I am waiting for Breeze. Razor Canaan was good, though, man. I showed the creep-ass building inspect on the last episode. And, you know, cuz who worked for Rock definitely showed his loyalty to a T. That it, you know, put him in a, a really bad situation. I don't want to give out too many spoilers because I know everybody don't watch everything on time. But Razor Canaan was back in terms of TV talk. Any other shows or things I recommend, I'm going to get my reviews for the shows, movies, or anything like that. Go ahead and drop comments below, and I'll go ahead and respond. I'll watch them respond, you know? Make some time for it. Got to do it for you guys. It's your boy, DJ The Park Boy. Thank you for another great episode of The Lime Show. We will be back again later this week. I know what time it is. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Uh... Go check out some of the other videos that's on the Next Up Network. Go follow us on IG. Follow me on IG. Go check out some of my music. Go do all of that. Keep supporting and showing love. We appreciate it. And just like that, I'm out.